Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 62, the Reggie Fiamme episode of the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. My name is Matt. Today, I'm joined by Josh, Paul, and Mike. But guys, as always, we're getting right into things. Instead of asking you guys how you're doing, Paul, what do I always say? What do they? What? Where, where do they do this all the they time? They ask that on every single podcast, and you are sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm over it. I want to ask you guys instead what the peak of your week has been. Let's get straight to it. So, Paul, what is the best thing that happened to you this week? Well, great question. First off, I just want to say as an honorable shout out to um, my ankle and legs in general for feeling a little bit better. Uh, I did mention last week that I got an exercise bike. It just arrived yesterday. It was super delayed. So I haven't gotten into it yet. I I still have to build it. It's mostly there, though, but it's uh, just got to slide some things in. Uh, that's what she said. And, uh, I just want to say in honor of Reggie fils just want to say my body is now finally ready once again. Uh, peak of my week this week was just playing a little bit of Conan Exiles, uh, again, uh, getting a little bit psyched up for the new 3.0 release, uh, of they're adding magic, like sorcery. They're adding all this other cool stuff. Quality of life, UI improvements. Ton of quality of life improvements, especially for me who actually just started finding that I was enjoying playing on controller for the first time. And that's kind of awful. Um, even though it is built in, there's like actual menus, but that's supposed to get a lot better. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, so yeah, just in general, pretty exciting. Couldn't wait for the uh, for it to actually come out on Thursday this week, or I guess it already came out um, for podcast listeners, but on September 1st. Um, so I started playing a little bit last week, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I miss that game, and uh, it's been great getting back into it with friends. I wouldn't recommend playing it really unless you have like some dedicated friends, three or four people or something you can just kind of get in there with. And goof around. I, I, maybe that's premature, Matt. I don't know if you want to come in and say something to the defense of the game. It's definitely not a bad game or anything. I'm just saying, like, to me, that really elevates the game to me. But yeah, it's peak of the week. For sure. I, I think that definitely elevates the game. But if you find a good server with a bunch of other people who are just looking for people to play with, I think you're going to be good. And we're going to talk about it more in the water cooler. But I, I love that it's your peak of the week because we had a ton of fun playing it. And obviously, I have a bias, but I think it's one of the most underrated games of the last decade. I really do. Mike, your peak of the week, my friend. So I do have a peak, but uh, I'm going to keep it secret for a little bit. You'll oh. tune in probably two weeks from now. Um, Whoa. Then you'll get to hear that peak. Oh, the peak of the peak of two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I guess I think I have an interview coming up, I, I think. All right. I got an email from a hiring manager that was like, I look forward to the interview, but I don't have an interview scheduled. Seems implied. So there's that. <laughs> Very nice. That's a good step. Good step forward. Josh, your peak, please. I'm sure you saw this coming from a mile away. Uh, Wrath of the Lich King pre-patch is out. I literally booted up the game and the cinematic intro was enough to kill a man. Oh, yeah. God damn, what magic. I think... As I've logged in and started to look at things, the nostalgia is really setting in, and damn, I'm going to play this shit out of this. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Paul will remember this, but back when Wrath was launching, I actually, the first time I saw the cinematic, I was really disappointed. I really disliked it. And now, like pretty soon after, I would say it quickly became a favorite of mine, and it's been my favorite cinematic ever since. I, I love it. 
And Matt, you also were the uh, you were the one to upload the cinematic to YouTube first. <laughs> you have you still have a video uh, up that has two point five million views for the Wrath cinematic because you got to it before Blizzard did. Yeah, not the cinematic though. the The first oh gameplay was that the first trailer. gameplay? I thought yeah. it was the cinematic. It was oh, the okay. first gameplay trailer. But back then, their gameplay trailers were kind of story based a little bit. Like they kind of led into it with a story and then got into like you know where they have all these uh, title cards of all the new features and stuff. A lot of nostalgia there. My peak of the week, we sort of joked about it on Discord earlier today because <laughs> it's really boring as hell. But I discovered the existence of mashed cauliflower on my keto diet. I will say not all cauliflower substitutes are good. Like the, the cauliflower pizza crust, really, really good, actually. Matt, this just in, actually. I'm getting a report from Anchor, who we used to host the podcast, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we've been canceled. No. Everyone no. everyone, stopped listening, and Anchor won't host no. us anymore. Is it because it's so boring? Or yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, no, it's nothing offensive. It's cauliflower offensive. No, it's, it's, that's the problem. It's the least offensive oh, thing you could ever think of. Yeah. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Pizza crust, really good. Cauliflower rice, absolutely terrible. Never have it. It's the worst thing ever. Doesn't taste like rice at all. It's not even close. But cauliflower mash is is pretty awesome. It's it's got to be cooked right though. Other otherwise it can get a little bit liquidy. But really, I guess my actual peak of the week is Wrathful Lich King Classic pre patch. Let's move on to show me your trends. And show me your trends. I give the panelists the beginning of a Google search phrase, and they have to tell me. Uh, the top result ends by picking from three options. One is correct, two are wrong. Searches are made in incognito mode. That one got me this week. Dead silent last week, but this one got me. <laughs> to get the purest answers possible, we're going to play three quick rounds. All right, round one. What is the funniest blank? What is the funniest joke in the world? What is the funniest movie ever made? Or what is the funniest Zodiac sign? Mm. Who's searching Zodiac sign? What's funny about... Oh, I guess I kind of get it. Oh, that might be a pretty heavily searched one, actually. Yeah, as as a Pisces, I don't really think any of the signs are funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's because we're the funniest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Zodiac, to be honest. Um, so it's funniest movie. Was that the one of them? And then what was the first one again? What's the funniest joke in the world? The funniest movie ever made and the funniest Zodiac sign. I'm, I'm between joke and movie because I think joke, someone might look up to like, you know, a lot of people, I feel like nowadays don't know jokes, but like once in a while, it's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like no one, like, I feel like a few decades ago, people like had a go-to joke or people would like have jokes in there. People would like buy joke books, like not everyone, but it was like a thing to like tell jokes. And like now we have TikTok. So like, that's not a thing. Um, But I think people still like look up. I was just looking up the funniest jokes this week. No joke (laughs) on Google because Rachel was looking to was like doing a Slack post on her, like an inspirational Slack post, like telling a funny joke that day and being like, how's everyone doing? Like break the ice. And so I think people look that up. Um, but funniest movie, you might just want to watch a funny movie. I'm saying joke. I'm saying joke. Literally have no idea why you would search any of this. So um, people are looking for funny jokes. I am. I'll go with joke, I guess. <laughs> Such a dumb search. <laughs> yeah. So I also, once again, I accidentally gave it away. But the answer is, what is the funniest joke in the world? Joke in the world. Now, I wonder, are they giving answers in 
in other languages as well? Are we getting translated jokes here? Because joke in the funniest joke in the world. Okay, everyone, tell your funniest joke. Go. Just kidding. Oh God, <laughs> the anxiety really arises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round two. Can you be wrong about blank? Can you be wrong about someone? Can you be wrong about yourself? Or can you be wrong about no heartbeat? What the fuck? <laughs> sorry, sorry, can I ask one more time? I, I got distracted by no heartbeat, and that's all I can think about. What the fuck? Can you be wrong about someone? Can you be wrong about yourself? Or can you be wrong about no heartbeat? <laughs> so that's definitely a thing, because there's no. I can't imagine Matt made that one up. So it's like one of the responses. But I don't know if it's the top response. And the broken English really makes it. Yeah, because I was re-listening the other week to the Mario, how Mario looked like, <laughs> and that was the right answer. So, like, I don't think Matt's coming up with the broken English answers that I feel. I'm I'm sticking with broken English. Yeah, uh, give me give me the uh, no heartbeat. Uh, no heartbeat. I agree. It's like, I, am I wrong? Should I keep trying to resuscitate them? Yeah, we'll make it a trifecta. I mean, the answer is: Can you be wrong about? someone oh pussy shit come on did you make did you make up no heartbeat i didn't make it up and it wasn't there was another answer among the top 10 that was also about heartbeat so (laughs) it's not alone all right round three why does space kill you why does space exist or why does space smell like steak (laughs) <laughs> no shot that's real. no way no shot <laughs> just, just, that it means nothing it sounds like something a myspace person would have in their bio <laughs> <laughs> that's some that's some boomer humor right there matt I'm, I'm, that's you i know it what were the other two you got me one was why one. does space hurt you why does space kill you why does space exist or why does space <laughs> does smell like steak? Well, we are actually quite curious why it exists. So we don't know, but I'm going with why does space exist? Like some people are looking up that shit. I think why does space kill you? Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yes, you do know. There's A no lack oxygen of oxygen. And, your, <laughs> and then your head blows up all big and explodes like in The Simpsons. It's the general it. lack of oxygen. Mm-hmm. The lack of pressure. How'd you learn that? Google. I bet. So school, there you go. Uh, magic school bus. I minored in physics. <laughs> you didn't learn it until you minored yeah, in physics? I didn't know that yet. <laughs> All right. What are our answers here? Uh, smells like steak. Wow. <laughs> Kills you. The answer is why does space exist? Why does space exist? Josh. Why indeed? I haven't gotten one of these right in a year. Why does space <laughs> smell like steak? Well, that was number two. That was answer number two. No fucking way. Is it a meme? Is there some, was it a TikTok thing? It's not. NASA tried to recreate what space would smell like. And all it smells like is uh, charged ions, which smells like steak. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just saw this. Oh my God, I just Googled that. That's crazy. I'm another one of the Googles, by the way. <laughs> you are now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Look at you cheat. <laughs> all right. Very nice. Interesting. Like I said, I minored in physics. So you knew the answer. I thought I knew the answer. You at least knew that it did smell like steak. I knew that it wasn't made up by yeah. by Matt. Damn. <laughs> I knew that was a real answer. Look at you keeping that to the vest. 
There was mm-hmm. another, one of the other in the top 10 were also some iteration of the smell like steak. Smells like beef. All right, let's move on to the big question. Today's big question is based on two major observations that I have about this very podcast. Number one, we love to speculate on things. We, we really love that here. A lot of times that comes in the form of VR. But number two, we don't talk about Nintendo a whole lot. So let's remedy this situation while doing what we love. We're going to speculate on Nintendo as we approach six years into the life cycle of the N- Nintendo Switch. It's really gone by quickly, I think. So here's the question. When is Nintendo moving on from the Switch? And what the hell are they going to do next? I think it's a big question. I think it's something that we absolutely cannot know the definitive answer to this. I mean, they are Nintendo after all. They're going to do what they do. I'll give you guys a second to think about it while I just kind of open it up here. My main concern, I just hope they don't mess it up by trying to do something totally wild and totally different. All we need is a better switch. Just make the same thing. We don't need any stupid extra gimmicks. The thing works. Just do the same thing, but better. Now, here's my my major concern, though, because I imagine when Nintendo was making the Wii U, they're like, well, we're just making the Wii again, but better. We're doing the same thing. We're just making the Wii better. So I'm concerned that they're going to take that approach with the Switch, add some sort of gimmick to it, because that's what their idea of being better is, not necessarily processing power, but doing something that no one could possibly think of. That's Nintendo's idea of improvement. Nintendo's idea of improvement is not necessarily iteration, it's innovation. And I don't know if in the tech space that's always the best thing when we just want a better looking Mario game or we just want third party games to run on the Switch. So I I have concerns, but what I want, what they need to do is just make the Switch, but a more powerful version of it. When is that going to happen? I think it needs to kind of happen soon. I know that the Switch is still selling, but third party games are getting to a point where they're just like not running on the Switch. And it's even starting to happen for some first-party games. It's rare, but it is starting to happen. You can't really get too deep into the Xbox Series cycle, the PS5 cycle, and not have a new Switch where they can't put any of those games, even indie games that are working on those new consoles, where you can't even put those on the Switch without it being a complete mess. Like a bunch of, first off, and that's when games even get to the Switch. A lot of times games are heavily delayed. Because at the last hour, they're like, the Switch port doesn't work. We can't get it to work. And that's happened many times at this point. So I think a new Switch needs to come soon. But my biggest concern is that it's not going to be a new Switch. They're going to do something weird. Paul, let's go to you next. What do you? We've talked about this a little bit on replay before. We've touched on it on game groups as well. But what are your thoughts on this whole topic? I just want to say really quick, you said it's rare, um, but that's actually Microsoft owns them. You got got a little confused. (laughs) Uh, Matt, let me tell you, I struggle with this. I go one of, I think we both do, right? I think all of us kind of go this way where it's like, are they going to do something totally different? Are they going to do more of the same? What I'll say is a couple things, just point of point of interest. Wii U, I really feel like wasn't supposed to be better Wii. I almost feel like it was more about let's make something totally different maybe a la the switch and then maybe technical limitations got in the way of it kind of seeming more like a Wii, but with a screen on it more so than a switch in at the time 
Um, and also bad, bad, bad marketing, uh, calling it the Wii U, bad yeah, naming, bad yeah. product development on that, on that naming. So, uh, but I really feel like it wasn't really the Wii, but more. So I don't, I don't really think they've almost ever done something like that, except early days back when, you know, more numbers was better, you know, the 32 bit, 64 bit, all these bits. And then obviously we got beyond that. So I don't know. I really feel like you mentioned the series S thing. And, and, you know, or sorry, just like Microsoft series and, and, and PlayStation, you know, PS5 getting into that cycle. But I really feel like Nintendo has kind of made it pretty clear uh, since the Wii U that they're on their own cycle. The Wii was already a little bit later than everything else. And the Wii U was way was was almost like early uh, for the for the next generation. And then now the switch is also kind of early, but late. It's it's totally off. It like came in the middle of the Xbox one and, and PS4 era. So. They've got a whole different ball game they're playing here, but you're right because there are indie games uh, and things that, you know, third party titles uh, that are kind of working on a system where they come out based on the limitations of the best consoles or the best platforms at the time. So I don't think it's going to be very smart for them to just kind of play their own game and pretend that there isn't uh, cycles for consoles, but also it's Nintendo and like the Switch is outselling every other console by. A fucking lot and so it's kind of like maybe they can get away with doing their own thing but then you have stuff like the steam deck where it's like okay here's the switch but now it's like almost kind of better in a lot of ways you don't have that first party nintendo stuff but there is that benefit now to being able to plug in and being able to play it um and there wasn't something really to do that space before like the wii u no one else was like well now we're gonna make our competitive wii u's that run windows because it's like who the fuck would want that like who, who came, that's a <laughs> right, weird right. thing that only nintendo could get away from but this or get away with but the switch was actually like a really cool idea and other people were like oh fuck that's a great idea we have to do that i can't believe they came up with this like revolutionary thing i don't think lightning can strike twice i don't think hardware wise they're going to be able to come up with something as ingenious and as like desirable as a switch because that is something that I think a lot of us kind of wanted always like a thing in your pocket that just does everything plays all your games and then you can plop it into something and then put them on your TV and you can bring it everywhere and it has Wi-Fi like that's crazy I think they stumbled into it to be honest. I do t- yeah. I think they got lucky it was the right place the right time because we know a few years earlier the PS Vita didn't work out yeah and it was not the same thing but very similar in the way that it worked yeah. And, and then the Wii U, I think, was their attempt at like trying to get there, but they couldn't maybe. I, I still think that was like a technical limitation thing. I don't think the yeah, Wii U was yeah. supposed to be what it was. I think the Wii U was supposed to be the Switch. They just yeah. didn't have that capability at all. So you could kind of like bring the pad around your house and play in bed and like still play your game if you were in the same house right, as right. the Wii U, but you couldn't like bring it on the train. You know, that wouldn't work. So they kind of got there, figured it out. And those Joy-Cons also very, very smart. Um, and even Steam Deck, other stuff isn't really doing that now for good reason because they're kind of junky, but it, it is it is something clever. So they, they really just like stumbled in every way to like a perfect hardware piece and then they fumbled it inside. I mean, the thing sold like crazy, but it could have been like it could have been like the next smartphone if they had like had better software. And you know what I yeah. mean? Like it could have been something like really revolutionary, I think, in, in a bit more of a way. Um, it could have been something that people like love to turn into stuff, um, but it kind of just stayed as the switch. Um, but either way, get back to the topic at hand. I don't think they can do that twice, um, but I also think it's Nintendo, and I don't know if they're going to just make a Switch Pro or a Switch 2. 
I feel like if they're ever going to do that, this will be the generation because they've stumbled right, into something. Right. I think you're right. They stumbled into something huge here. And like they might realize that, hey, people are still kind of behind us on this. Like if we just made a switch that could like compete with the power of like a Steam Deck or something, even like a little bit, we're kind or like a Series S. I mean, like in some way or another, like on a 720p screen or something, they could maybe hold that out and make a ton of money and do really, really well. But I don't know. I'll, I'll just end here saying like, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I think if they ever would it be now, but I, I, I can't fathom what they're going to do because it's just, it seems too logical to do that. <laughs> and they're not logical. I think it really depends on whether or not Nintendo wants to consider this a handheld or like a TV console because the TV consoles, they don't get pro versions. But if you look at the old handheld consoles, yeah, they were constantly upgrading those and making new versions of those. So like the Game Boy. Yeah, like the Game Boy or even DS, like constantly getting new versions of these things. Are they doing that with the Switch or are they or are they treating it more as like a home console? And I think I think what's weird is I think in Nintendo's mind, it's a home console. But in the public's mind, it's a handheld. So I think there's a weird sort of difference of thought is like regarding the Switch is how Nintendo sees it and the actual customers see it. So and I think that could end up being to the detriment of Nintendo. But Josh, let's go to you next. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Keep it real simple, honestly, because I honestly agree. I think they just need to stick with what they got because it's original and unique and pretty well done aside from, you know, the shitty, awful processing power of the thing. But you just, I think they're just going to have to nut up and be willing to charge people more than what they currently are, Uh, which is, you know, funny because they haven't given this thing a price drop hardly at all. But I I think you're basically going to have to tell people, hey, look, this is going to hurt to get, but you're going to be able to play really pretty games and just carry it around with you wherever and it be as convenient as Nintendo can be with their consoles. Also, uh, keep the uh, cartridges. That's actually a really nice touch. That that'd really be it for me. I now do I think they're gonna go Nintendo and pull some absolutely dumb fucking shit? I could very much see it happening. I could see them keeping the Switch like build and premise and idea, but I could also see them being like, hey, why don't we add like a steering wheel to this thing? Like fuck <laughs> it, we'll we'll do it again. Like I, it's just Nintendo, so it's super hard to predict. But I think they I think it's one one time where they just have to keep it simple and just stick with what they got. We're we're five and a half years into the life cycle of the Switch, Josh. When do you think it is that we're going to see something new? <laughs> They're going to ride this high for a while. I think we still got another two and a half years probably left, and then we'll probably get like a release. But then again, the Switch just like kind of dropped. They were like, hey, yo, we got this thing. So it could also be a year from now. <laughs> just, it being Nintendo, it's like, <laughs> what the... they. Do, Whatever they do just never really has a whole lot of rhyme or reason. Yeah, I think the next year is really going to dictate things for Nintendo when they start seeing developers being like, I'm sorry, we can't put our game on the Switch. I think Nintendo is going to be essentially forced into coming out with something new maybe earlier than they want to because right now they are riding high. The Switch, is like Paul said, is selling amazingly well. It's still selling amazingly well and pretty much at full price. So financially in their mind they don't need to come out with something new until developers and publishers say we can't release a game for the switch it's not going to happen it doesn't work 
Mike, let's go to you next. Your thoughts on the whole Nintendo Switch situation. Where are they going next? I don't really know, obviously, but I think, if anything, they're going to make a Switch Lite 2, um, but we're probably not getting a Switch 2. I just don't see how they could fathom it, mainly because, I don't know, it, it's Nintendo. They're just fucking weird with how they release <laughs> consoles and their backwards compatibility and everything. I just don't really know how they would make a Switch 2. And I think that's why we don't really talk about them much is because, A, they do things that are really fucking weird and don't make any sense to, you know, Western companies or Western markets or Western anything. Um, I mean, they just realize that they can continuously update their games and people like that um, and will pay more money to get DLC. So you got to kind of factor in the fact that Nintendo is still working like 10 years behind the rest of the market on everything. So what was Xbox doing 10 years ago? What was PlayStation doing 10 years ago? I, I mean, I don't know. Like 10 years ago, was that like the PS Vita? So that's why we got the switch. That makes sense. Yeah. about So that. May, maybe they make, maybe they make uh, a standalone console. The switch goes the way of the ds and becomes their new line of handhelds and we just get a switch Lite two and then you know in five years because i think two years is too soon for nintendo they want to they can easily get you know a 10-year lifespan out of this uh cell phone that they call a gaming <laughs> console this dated cell phone yeah uh i think in five years we get a, a regular box and everyone is going to be uh confused and it's gonna be weird and people are gonna buy it so they can play breath of the wild 4 and yeah that's that's what we're getting i'm just thinking now that dated cell phone bit matt remember recently you got rid of your iphone 8 and that yeah. was starting to feel a little bit a little bit slow it was pretty it had gotten pretty much impossible to use imagine yeah. a, an iphone 6s uh, and then imagine paying $400 for it. That's the switch right now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important to remember in like the whole gaming industry that Nintendo is not too big to fail. Like Wii U sold 13 million units. That is abysmal. That is really, really bad. That could happen again. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't go anywhere. They got really lucky with the switch. If they had come out with another Wii U, Nintendo is a totally different company right now. Like if they had followed up the Wii U with another type of Wii U sales, it Nintendo's maybe not even in the conversation anymore. Nintendo gets bought by Sega. I mean, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and that that would be such a weird world. Here, here here's the thing. You mentioned Matt, you mentioned at the start of your statement, we just want a better looking Mario. I mean, do we I, th I yeah that was a throwaway comment what I meant was like we generally just want better the thing with like their first Nintendo party game. their first party shit is that like it whatever witchcraft Nintendo does right um and I think it's just giving certain development teams more money and more time to work on things so that it's actually optimized and not uh spaghetti code and they're only building it for the switch right 
like Breath of the Wild ran, runs great and looks beautiful. Uh, Mario Odyssey runs great, looks beautiful. Um, but then you have, you know, your Mario Golfs, which is clearly run by the D team and uh, <laughs> looks awful, is poorly optimized, uh, is just a travesty of a game. So I think as long as Nintendo releases their Breath of the Wilds, their Mario Odyssey 2, what, whatever their next mainline games are, they're going to make sure that it runs perfectly fine on the dated hardware, and that's going to be it. And I again, I don't know what witchcraft they have over there, but they've got something that makes sure that whatever that it's optimized i don't i don't know what but <laughs> yeah. it, it works and it's like two gigabytes <laughs> exactly like their first party games are usually pretty small Yep. i really hope that we're looking back in like a year from now at this episode and we're like oh the switch pro it's actually happening all right great and it's a major upgrade but i i don't it's not going to be that easy it's not ever going to be that simple we're never Nintendo. getting a switch pro <laughs> we're never doing that you bifurcate the market you've got games that they would have to yeah. make a game that you can run on both yeah that's a lot of work yeah it's not gonna happen it's there and you know what we like like i was saying how all these third-party games are not showing up on the switch some of them are in like this cloud format so i guess that's sort of interesting going forward Matt, don't even talk about the cloud yeah just, let's make a bunch of games that run on the cloud but we'll do it on nintendo's servers the people who know the yeah, least about yeah. internet of all time kingdom hearts re-released on the cloud because it was too powerful for the two from 2002 too powerful for the switch let's all be honest nintendo still thinks the cloud is only there to provide rain they don't know what it <laughs> <does>. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo still thinks the internet is a fad. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 They just see, see the internet as another gimmick, uh, like their own gimmicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. I saw a quote today from like, uh, oh man, some like crazy economist guy, Paul Klugman, I think something like that. He was saying that uh, he said that uh, he thought the internet uh, wasn't, uh, would do as about as much for the economy as the fax machine did. And I feel like that's oh, kind of, that quote, yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the Nintendo vibe for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not, not the best, not the best call anyone's ever made. <laughs> All right, let's move on to rank them up in rank them up. I give the panelists multiple sets of three different games and they have to work together to rank them in the correct order based on the criteria that I provide. All right. For round one here, you're going to rank these based on the top Metacritic meta score. That's the critic score from lowest to highest. All right, our three games are Dragon Age 2, Fable 3, and Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. So I think I know Kingdoms of Amalur's actual rating, I think, as random as that is. What do you think it is? Uh, either an 86 or an 88. I know that's in the height. I know it's in the 80s. I'm wow. pretty confident it's in the 80s. That sounds about right. Josh, was Fable 3 a well-received Fable? I can't remember. No. I didn't think no, so. It was really bad. It was dog shit. So. The menu literally took you into another part of the world. And what was <laughs> <laughs> And what was the Dragon Age one you were talking about? Which game was it? Dragon Age 2. Oh, uh, Dragon Age 2 is also not. Yeah, it wasn't Origins. I was thinking maybe we were going to say Orange. I feel like it goes. So we're just doing lowest to highest in yep. rating, right? Okay, cool. I feel like it probably goes Dragon Age 2, 
Good God, I already forgot the name of the second one. Fable 3? Uh, Fable 3. And that, shit, I don't know, though. Fable 3 was really bad. I'd almost put it Fable 3, Dragon Age 2, and then Kingdoms. I think Dragon Age 2 was poorly received by Dragon Age fans, but it like still did okay. But like Fable 3, I feel like nobody liked. It was just awful. Yeah. I'm thinking, I like the Fable 3, Dragon Age, Kingdoms of Amalur. I feel like I'm wrong about Kingdoms, but I swear, <laughs> I swear it was 80s. I, I feel like it was relatively well received. I bought it, so I don't, I don't. All right. I, I mean, I'm into that ranking. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Lock it in. Sorry, what was your final answer? The final answer was Fable 3, Dragon Age 2, Kingdoms of Amalur. Okay. The actual order is Fable 3, Kingdoms of Amalur, ah. and Dragon Age 2. The scores Plus. were as follows. Fable 3 got an 80 on Xbox 360. Jesus. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning got an 81 on PC. And God. Dragon Age 2 got an 82 on PC and you're... PS3. Matt, I just want to take a moment out here to say you're a little, you're a little piece of shit. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> well, now round two, I want, to, I want you to rank these games based it's on the same in, score, initial, man. What? It's the same, the same fucking score. score. <laughs> 80, 81, 82. Well, they all no, got four out of five stars. It's, different. Different. it's, different. it's, different. it's a rounding <laughs> error. Rank these based on initial release date from oldest to most recent. The games are Dragon Age 2, Fable <laughs> 3, and Kingdoms of Amalur. Reckoning. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know any of these answers. You got me. I haven't played any of these games. I feel like Fable 3 might have been first. I think you're right. And then I want what the fuck was that? Yeah, I heard that too, that crazy noise. <laughs> <laughs> that scared the shit. It was like a jump scare. <laughs> it really was. Like static screech. Yeah, there was like a static for those at home, if it doesn't show up on the recording, there's a static screech. <laughs> scared the hell out of us. <laughs> oh shit. How did we all hear that? My I know. My heart rate is. What the hell? Is up. <laughs> What demonic? I didn't hear it. I think it was Mike. Holy shit, that was good. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Exactly. <laughs> Perpetrator. Yeah, so, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fable. I think Fable 3 first was right. Because Fable was like an early 2000s to mid 2000s end of. And Dragon Age 2, I think, was like 2009. Something I feel like, like I feel like it was. And then I remember uh, TB doing a WTFS Kingdoms of uh, Amalur. Um, in like 2011. I think it's Fable 3, Dragon Age 2, Kingdoms of Amalur. Let's do it again. Which is the same answer as last time. Exactly right. Perfect. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I owned all three of these games. Well, you haven't said anything. Right, because I'm waiting. (laughs) Well, then give us the answer. What what did you guys say? (laughs) Fable 3 first? (laughs) Dragon Age and then Kingdoms of Amalur. So the thing with Fable is that they go on very long hiatuses between games. Fable 3. God, that game sucked. (laughs) (laughs) It was really bad. It was really bad. You guys might be right. I'm not sure where Fable 3 came out at, but I want to say that Dragon Age 2 came out before Kingdoms of Amalur because I feel like yeah. I bought Kingdoms of Amalur because I was upset with Dragon Age 2. So I think you're right on that. I just don't know where Fable 3 went. So I'm willing to accept what you guys said because I I can't even... 
I played all of 10 minutes and was like, this game sucks ass and then <laughs> didn't play it anymore and gave it to my sister. So I don't remember. Listen, you say Fable 3 sucked, but IGN, the <laughs> pinnacle of gaming reviews, gave mm. it an 8.5. For what? The combat was For trash. being awesome. Yeah. No, For being Fable. Good. Peter Molyneux slipped them a 20. For simply <laughs> yeah. existing. All right. What's, what's, what's the order that we're going with here? Fable 3, Dragon Age 2, Kingdoms of Amalur. All right. The correct order is Fable 3, Dragon Age 2, and Kingdoms of Amalur. All right. Beautiful. The actual dates were Fable 3 came out October 2010. Dragon Age 2 came out March 2011. Oh. And Kingdoms of Amalur came out February 2012. Wow, so we were off, but we still got it. Nice. There we go. <laughs> I think Origins is what I'm thinking of maybe coming out in 2000. Or I think I'm just thinking of the original Dragon Age coming that's out in origins. 2009. Was that's that Origins? origins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then that's what I was thinking of. Hell yeah. All right. Now you're going to rank these based on Metacritic user score from lowest to highest. The games are Aliens, Colonial Marines, <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever, mm -hmm. and Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, God in heaven. I think he said them in the right order. I think so, actually. Do you really think that Andromeda didn't get the most review bombed? By critics? No, by users? No, oh, we're talking about user users. Score? This is users. This is user score. Oh, then he said it in, in not the right order. I think Duke <laughs> Nukem is highest. Same. Yeah, I would agree. I think Andromeda is lowest, and yep. Colonist yeah. is somewhere in the middle. I agree. Who the fuck cares? Cool. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm down with that. No one cares enough to review bomb Duke Nukem. That or people just think it's fucking stupid, and they're like... It, it, it is fucking stupid. Yeah. I just mean it won't be the lowest. Yeah. It's cult classic-y. But the problem is, did anyone actually review Colonist vs. Marines? What game are you... Because they they revealed the problem with the AI, so maybe yeah, tether they they misspelled tether in the code. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's like what what the fuck are you doing? Um. Anyways, uh. Yeah. So what what I what I said I think unless you guys have a difference in the opinion, works for me. Works for me. The order is aliens, colonial marines. Mass Effect Andromeda and Duke Nukem so forever. close so close Aliens so Colonial Marines a 3.9 on Xbox 360 Mass Effect Andromeda a 5.1 on Xbox One and Duke Nukem Forever a 5.8 on PC the thing about Duke Nukem Forever is I think it has the like it was one of the early disappointments. That's the problem that that game has is people waited 10 years for a game that ended up not being the greatest thing ever. I don't actually think that like it's compared to some really bad games from today. I don't think at the time it was that bad. It's pretty bad, but what cause I've played it and, and it's pretty bad. But what I will say about forever is that I just think the generation that gave a shit about when the new Duke Nukem comes out and actually expected it to be good and not just be a vaporware joke, um, they're not the people who go and review bomb the fuck out of websites. Right, right. Uh, so I just think they just don't care. And so right. they were just like, it was, I didn't want to be, I wanted to be good, but it was a 55. Right. All right, in the final round, rank these based on initial release date from oldest to most recent. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Control and Divinity Original Sin 2. Okay. 
So Divinity Original Sin 2 came out the summer of 2017. Or spring. So that's... That I'm locking in. I think I know, but I want to hear what you say. Um, and then we have... What's the very It's Control and Odyssey. Not Origin. I think Odyssey came out 2018. And I don't know about about control it came out somewhere in the fucking middle because matt's a little dickling what do you think mike oh boy i guess this is a question to matt because i don't remember if original sin 2 was in early access what are you counting as release i looked up the release date i don't actually know if it was in early access at any point or not but the official release date given by wikipedia Division of the Original Sin 2 was in early access, but... I don't believe the official release date on Wikipedia would be early access. Yeah. Pretty sure... Again, yeah. Pretty sure it came out in 2017, but... I think you're right. I think you're right on 2017. It's like May 2017 or something. I think Odyssey... Think about Origin. Think about when Origin relaunched the whole franchise. I think that was 16. Uh, yeah. Okay, I can okay, I can confirm right it that. is the official release date that I went with, not the not the early access date. Cool, cool. Okay. Appreciate it. Okay. I, I think control I know control is last. Okay. Like I'm I'm hundred percent yeah. confirming that it is last. That I sounds right think... to me. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Origin might have been twenty sixteen and Odyssey was twenty eighteen. Yeah, and then no, 2020 definitely, for definitely, Valhalla. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep. Sounds agree good to me. That was no help on this one. Yeah, yeah. So we're going uh so we're going Divinity, Valhalla, or, uh, Odyssey and then uh, Control. All right, the actual order is Divinity Original Sin 2, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Control. Good job. Divinity Original Sin 2 officially released September 2017. Odyssey October 2018, amazing year for video games, and Control, August 2019. Good stuff. Good good job, guys. Good Good teamwork. All right, let's move on to the water cooler. We're going to take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we have been playing this week. Josh, let's go to you first. Tell us about the games that you've been playing this week. It's been uh, back on the same old bullshit uh, this (laughs) week, unfortunately. Not a whole lot of... uh, differences here i'm i've actually i'm like pulling up my steam to see like oh shit i'm there's something i'm forgetting uh no it was it was comfort game week i played swotor i'm just slowly working through all the stories on that didn't really play any classic up until uh like 30 minutes before the show and (laughs) really i've just played a little bit of retail too i was just like i'm bored i'm gonna go level up something in retail because there's just nothing else i want to play right now and then of course i played a little bit of call of duty as well um what else what Fabian and I played something, and it was, oh, no, 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 I streamed Skyrim just in, like, a call with him, and we just did that for, like, five hours. Oh, uh, nice. Which was was a blast. It's always good to just get in that and exist in that world for a little while. A new playthrough or or old character? Uh, It's my old stream character that I just said, fuck it, I'm never going to stream this again. I'm just going (laughs) to pick this one. Very nice. The usuals, but a little bit of, of throwback with Skyrim. Very nice. Mike, what did you play this week? Uh, I'm going to be super boring. Uh, not a whole lot of anything. Valorant. I know you played some Valorant. Yes, I played Valorant and I played Apex and and that's it. I've been shooting people. I did play some uh, super fun game called Aim Labs. Um, oh, it's not a game. 
<laughs> I've seen it's that not... on Steam. It's just like practicing your FPS skills, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, nothing really exciting. Just grinding rank and trying to relax and looking for jobs. So <laughs> the the worst game of all. Yep. Yeah, I know you're uh you're working hard on trying to rank up in Valorant and Apex. Which which game did you have more success in this week in in rank uh ranking mode? Oh, I always have more success in Apex cuz I'm not good at Valorant. So <laughs> Now do you play with the same people in both or do you have like different squads? Oh no, I solo queue. Oh, cuz I okay. hate myself. <laughs> so you play with the randos. Yeah, for the most part. Sometimes I get a group to rank with, but it's not frequent. All right, very nice. Uh, how long? Last question that I have. I'm just kind of curious because I've never played like outside of Hearthstone. I just like don't play ranked modes. What are the season lengths? Are they like month to month? Are they like three months? How does it work in those games? They're both multi month seasons, but so ranked is different. So like Apex has their season that they're doing right now. I think it's season fourteen. Oh wow. Uh, that'll go on for probably three months. Every season introduces a new legend, and sometimes we get new guns and whatnot. But they do things called splits. So there's two splits every season. So a third of the way through the season, they're going to reset everyone's rank um, oh. and change the map that we're playing on. So right now oh. we're on King's Canyon. I think next is World's Edge. And then third split will be uh storm point and at that point i won't play ranked because fuck that map i wish i would remove <laughs> it from the game along with a lot of people because that map fucking sucks so everyone plays the same map at the same time yeah interesting For ranked yeah they got rid of my favorite map and probably the best map olympus for this season so the three maps that i mentioned are the three maps that will be the ranked map as you go through the splits. But also if you're just doing like unranked stuff, um, those are the only three maps in rotation. So you won't see Olympus at all. And it makes me really sad because I would huh. prefer if Olympus was the only map because it's the best map. And if you don't think that, then you're wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so I think there's a month left on my rank before the split in apex and then valorant's similar in that there are acts for each season so they just finished act one which reset everyone's rank so we're on act two it, it's a soft reset it's not a hard reset same with apex so yeah they're going to have three acts it's literally the same as apex it'll be like three okay. or four months for the season and then there's two splits cool. inside, but unlike Apex, all the maps are available. Okay, interesting. I, I wish I was good enough <laughs> to, to play ranked modes. Oh, believe me, like the moment Moonbreaker comes out, and if there is a ranked oh, component yeah. to it, I am I am done with shooters. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right, Paul, what did you play this week? I know we played a little bit of the same stuff, so I'll let you go with it first. 
Yeah. So, I mean, before I get into the Conan stuff, we can kind of talk about that together. But I I did play a little bit of a game I've been waiting for for quite a long time, and that is Multiverses. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I finally got a little time to play some Multiverses. I mean, obviously I have time, but I, I you know, I finally downloaded it. My uh, nine-year-old nephew is bothering the shit out of me <laughs> to play multi because he he is a Switch, and that's like the one thing you can't play Multiverses on. Oh. And he, so he he's been coming over and going like, Hey Paul, can we can we maybe play multiverses on your computer? <laughs> so uh, I downloaded multiverses. I set it up on the TV. Uh, we took turns playing because I didn't have like you know two controller set up. It's a whole thing. But yeah, I let him play for about an hour, and uh, it looked kind of crazy. Finally, got a chance to play on my own, uh, <laughs> and it was fun. It, it, it's neat. I'm I need to spend more time with it. Um, I maybe it's just me or maybe it's a latency or maybe it's whatever, but I feel like it's pretty slippy. Um, I don't feel maybe it's like a hitbox thing, but I don't feel like my attacks connect in the way that I do in Smash Brothers. Obviously, it's a high bar to be comparing it to, but that's right. kind of the the comparison that they've been begging for here. It's not, you know, it's you not have on to me. hit that bar. If you're making a game like this, you have to. You have to kind of hit that somewhat. And I think they hit it in like the designs and the artwork and the UI is really cool. And I think they've done stuff that's even more creative or interesting, or at least also more predatory than what Nintendo's doing with Smash Brothers. But I don't know when I, I'm a big, like, you know, I'll do the up a, you know, just kind of like, you know, do my, my short attack, fast attack up and kind of keep knocking people up in the air. I had a dickens of a time trying to get that thing to land in the air because it felt like when i pressed that button there was like an animation that took too long for me to actually hit someone so i had to time it like ahead of hitting them that happened that feeling for me persisted through a lot of my moves again the jokes the animations the moves are really interesting and cool yeah there's like overlap of certain things um but it's 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 pretty interesting i will say one thing too i there's a lot of emphasis and i've heard people talk about this on like the team the team mode but that really is a huge interesting part of this game there's entire um rain dog the character they invented for the game um who's just a dog with reindeer horns and he twerks his little button he has a heart in his head and he's very cute he's very very cute rain dog um and it's kind of a meme because he just was like they're like hey here's this game with all these characters and also this one unique character we invented named rain dog but it actually makes a bit of sense because Rain Dog exists specifically as like a team support character almost. Like he has all these great support moves where he can like tether you in and like bring you to him and shield you. And the the one of the coolest things I noticed about Rain Dog is he can actually do this thing where he tethers, he tethers you with his like heart on his horns, he tethers you to him, and you can actually strategize where you like you purposely jump off the edge of the map. And like kick people off further away because he can then pull you back in. He can like rein you in, which is really, really cool. And so it's like, that's a really creative idea. So there's like, this game is not devoid of creative movesets and creative concepts of what you could do. But there are weird things just like climbing up the side of a stage is really weird. Um, Like the fact that you can just kind of climb up the side and it's not like you have to like time your jumps. Um, That's kind of strange. Like it's really mostly the only way to really lose is to get like blown into the air. There's no like falling off the side really. Um, So it's it's a little bit different in that. But yeah, again, I want to play more of it. I want to try more of it um, before I like give a, you know, a final answer on how I feel. I don't think there is a final answer. I think this is the kind of game that's always evolving. But yeah, I've been enjoying it, but I I do wish it weren't so slippery. I watched a donkey review before I started playing it and he was kind of like saying how it just didn't connect and felt a little 
like a little bit like that, a little bit laggy or a little bit not quite um, connecting enough. And I was like, I don't know. Like this is, I was like, I don't want to just believe everything Dunkey says, but I'm kind of feeling that feel. So I don't know. If I, I, it looks like Mike might've had something to say. I don't know if you wanted to come in on that. Oh no. I mean, when I played it, I felt like it was floaty. I yeah, don't know that's, if I would call it slippery, but maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking too. I think floaty might be the right word I'm trying to find too. Yeah. But like, I never, I don't know. I, I don't care. I, I thought Sa- the same. gameplay was fun. So like the, the thing is like, I played, uh, the Nintendo or the, the, uh, Nickelodeon one and yes. that one was actual dog shit. <laughs> and this, this isn't smash bros in like, it's really tight controls. Uh, you know, like I said, everything's very floaty, but like, I don't know it feels closer. Like it yeah. feels really close to almost, it almost feels like uh, for the brief moment that I played it, it almost feels like Brawlhalla. Yeah. Well, that's, which that's is fine. Thing. I feel like it has that fun and creative factor that Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl had zero of. And like, that's a big thing about Smash Brothers. So if they can just, I think over time they could tighten the gameplay maybe in the controls, but I think it's about yeah. nailing that like brand early on. And I think they're doing that. So that's awesome. Yes. I think they nail the online component. Like yep. I've, I haven't had a single match where I'm like, wow, Same. this sucks ass. And also to mention the, the team ups mechanic, like it, it really is promoting this two V two. Like that is the game mode they want to promote, yep. which I think is really right. cool, especially in a ranked uh, setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a little bit different from smash brothers. Be, just yeah. be a little bit different. And, and the marketing for this game has been amazing. But yeah. Paul, real quick before you finish up, over under Rain Dog showing up in a Warner Brothers movie within one and a half years. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really likely. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Finish finish what you were talking about. And I was just really quickly going to say uh, that floaty control scheme, though, is dangerous because I, I feel like it's like kids like my my nephew who was like grinding to get Bugs Bunny and already trying to like nab my credit card to like buy more <laughs> characters from Space Jam and other stuff. It's like, okay, you know, that is going to do well. And he doesn't care if it feels a little awkward because he's just hitting buttons. But for me, like like Mike, you said brief moment you played it. That's kind of my thing too. I played it briefly. I keep going, I should go back and play some more. But I feel like, yes, it's creative. Yes, it's cool. But if you don't nail that, like the hits hit at the right moment, I don't know if it's going to be something I can competitively go back and like keep grinding out or trying to rank myself a little bit because it feels a little off. So maybe I'm not, and I'm not like a fighting game guy by any respect, but I, I do, I do worry that will keep people like me who want to actually progress um, out of, of really playing and putting a lot of hours or money into this game. And it's more for like people who are into the IPs or, or kids, which I'm mean, great. You're going to, you're going to nail it, especially with that free to play. If kids are what you're going for, they're going to make a lot, a lot of money. And really good way to get kids into old IP that have been dormant mm-hmm. for a while, at least in like the main pop culture. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then Conan. I mean, we can kind of talk about this together, Matt, if you want to. But I mean, we played uh, a shit ton of Conan Exiles. I mean, I mean, not a shit ton, but we played a solid chunk of Conan Exiles this weekend. Yeah. We played every day. And yeah, it was, I mean, it's a total blast. We played this before. This was a big pandemic game, for, like early pandemic game for us where we put in like, uh, for, we'd put in like 40 hours in a week. <laughs> staying up to like four in the morning playing Conan Exiles because, you know, building our house, not doing anything like logical in the game, but just kind of like um, making sure like all the decor was perfect and that we had like really great loincloths. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a total blast. And like I kind of, we 
sorry, I, I, that's kind of where I want to leave it. Matt, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I love Conan Exiles. Every time we go back, I, like we, we literally gush over it as we're playing it. Mm-hmm. Like we say like, oh, this looks awesome. Or like, I love the just the the um sound design or like the that one music track that plays in the desert that is the mummy yes, sound like it's yes. definitely the theme from the mummy and somehow they've changed it just enough to be legal <laughs> insane soundtrack the main theme for this game is so good but i i mean it's it's the most immersive game i've ever played the environments the weather the mounts like the the mounts have this weight to them that i've never felt in any other game except maybe red dead 2 where it's just overtuned, but it feels perfect in Conan Exiles. I, I love how the rocks break apart when you mine them and the trees start to get cut like as you're chopping them down. The game just does immersion way better than anything else I've ever played, and especially if you're playing on an RP server, I mean, that makes it all the better because the other players are engaging in that same sort of emerg- immersion. And... I mean, some people are so skilled at at building these amazing structures and you just come across something. Also, also an an amazing thing about this game, you talk about wanting darker nights in games. Conan Exiles, it's pitch fucking black at night. If you, you don't have a see. torch, you aren't seeing anything. You'll see you'll see some torches off in the in like the far distance, and you'll be like, and if your draw distance is high enough, and you're like, I think my house is out there, or that could be an enemy camp. <laughs> If if someone likes survival games, even a, even a little bit, if you're even a little bit into survival games and you haven't played Conan Exiles, you need to because it is incredibly underrated, especially even it, even within its own genre. People don't talk about it, but it is a great game. Yeah, there's a little bit of jank there. A lot of stuff is being addressed in the 3.0 update, which is out by the time the podcast is out. But it's also adding magic, like Paul was saying earlier. It's adding a bunch of UI improvements, a bunch of quality of life improvements, especially for people who play with a controller. It's making the game much better. It's not going to make it perfect because the game is just going to have so much jank because there's so much going on in it. The more you let the player do, the more you know potential right. there is for to, there to be a little jank. But I mean, like, look at something like Valheim. You had so many options to do right. stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's a little janky, but who gives a fuck because you can do anything. I mean, look at a game like Ark. Like that yeah. is janky as shit. Like that's pretty. It's at times Ark is unplayable for people. <laughs> Conan Exile is not like that. It's just it's a great game. People should play it. Uh, it's got a really good building system. It's my favorite building system in any of the survival games that I've played. The one thing that I do wish it took was I think it's um the forest has this. Some other games have this where you can place the piece. And then add materials to it, but you can like build yes, without. Yes, the forest has this. Yes, so you can build without actually having the materials yet. So I wish they would add that. I that might even be a 3.0 thing. I don't know. They're changing how building works too, but it's coming this week, and and I'm excited for it. I also will just say shout out to uh, Conan Exiles for being the most homoerotic game I yeah, can think of really that is. I play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just something inherently homoerotic about that game. It's just a bunch like you can play a female character, but there's just a bunch of beefy dudes. You can't not be beefy. There's massive full nudity. Penises. There's just full nudity and you use a slider to make your penis huge. <laughs> and it's hard not to like hard fit literally and figuratively not to uh, just walk around your house with your friends pants off. Uh, it's just funny. It, it's just fun. And then it leads you to just all start climbing a statue of Conan just 
butt naked yeah, yeah. uh seeing who can get to the top first uh there's just something <laughs> very and if you look it up if you go if you type in a gif uh, like a, one of those gift keyboards, Conan Exiles. All of the, it's all these gifts of two dudes making out, saying "Get on Conan Exiles." <laughs> so it's like, it's it's like clearly we're. I'm discovering more and more. This is just a very gay game. Yeah, and uh, I'm here for it. I'm very here for it. I shit you not. There's a item in the game. There's a potion in the game. <laughs> Which makes your character's penis so long that it's like yeah. running behind you as yeah. it's like behind you as you're running in the game. It's uh, insane. Anyway, yeah, I've never seen game. I've never seen a woman play this game. <laughs> Holy shit, that's incredible! Conan's a great game. Play it's it. a really it's an underrated gem. I honestly think. So I also played Elder Scrolls Online. I'm giving it another shot. This is probably my fourth real go at the game. Matt, yeah. How's how's the dick slider in that game? Not great. It's non-existent, unfortunately. <laughs> it's my first time giving this game a go after having enjoyed Skyrim, though. So I'm curious if that changes my perspective. And so far, it has just because I'm a little bit more immersed into the lore. And just sort of the general play style of an Elder Scrolls game. I, I obviously, you don't. People aren't playing the MMO in first person, so I'm not playing in first person, but it still plays similarly in ways, like the floaty combat for one. But I did the tutorial, then I chose Blackwood for my starting zone. Right when I arrived, it was raining, it was storming. We all know how much I like video game rain and storms, so I was off to a very good start. It was just, it's like this sort of like foresty, swampy zone, and it was the perfect mood. It was awesome. Uh, but at the same time, I'm now realizing that I started playing ESO literally the day before the Wrath of the Lich King pre-patch. So not super smart on my part. I'm going to have to be playing both of these at the same time. So that's going to be a little bit interesting. But, uh, you know, I'm giving it another go. I'm, I think I'm going to get a little bit into it. I think I'm going to actually level this character up a little bit. I'm excited. But let's move into audience questions. Every week we address audience questions, comments, or concerns. Yes, concerns as well. We take questions at gamegroofs at gmail.com by adding us on Twitter and on our community Discord, mostly on our community Discord, in the audience questions channel. This week's question, this comes from Methuselah. <laughs> Methuselah asks, what game would you recommend to an elderly yet active person who's looking to try video games for the first time josh what game would you recommend skyrim time and time again it's easy look if you got those poor little arthritic the elderly hands you're not going to crimple over just by holding the controller and you know playing a little bit of skyrim you can put it on the easiest difficulty explore hit a bandit in one hit and he's dead like you'll be fine it'd be a good time for grandpappy to remember the war if the dragons come down <laughs> um, so <laughs> All that said, I just think Skyrim would be really good. I mean, even my wife, she I mean, she's not elderly. Um, but <laughs> yes, my 96-year-old wife. My, I my my sweet dear Gilf. Um, she <laughs> played a shitload of Skyrim and it's what got her into gaming and now she's playing Bloodborne oh. and shit. So it can also be a gateway drug. Nice. I there's like the uh the Skyrim playing grandma on YouTube and Twitch or something like that, right? That's exactly what I thought of. Yep. Very nice. Paul, what would you recommend? There, well, I'll just say, speaking of grandmas, there's a Conan Exiles grandma that apparently oh. exists. Someone, uh, there was, I saw a Reddit post that someone was like, I can't wait to play with my grandma. 
And everyone was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then apparently, and then other people were like, is this a typo? And then I saw someone say like linked to their Twitch. And there's a, there's a grandma who plays Conan Exiles. And Not it's like the game I would it. choose to play with grandma. No, grandma <laughs> loves taking slaves. Uh, it reminds yeah. her of a simpler time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's part of Conan Exiles. I don't support it. We call them it. thralls, Paul. We call them thralls. Oh, sorry. We call them thralls. That's not what grandma on Twitch calls them. I'm so sorry. I'm not naming any specific grandmas on Twitch, so no one at me. Matt, um, I'm going to give the same answer I always give because uh, it's just the answer and it's Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. It's just, people, you know, you have your own little world. You hang around there. Um, you walk about. It's simple enough, but it's cute enough that old people are like, you know, oh, this is a video game. It's for kids. There's cute things. So, because yeah. they, a lot of, I think, older people, I'm being like offensive, but I'm just going to say it. I think a lot of older people think that like video games should be kind of cutesy or for kids. So, like, it throws yeah. them off when it's a little too mature. And I yeah. think it's like good for it to be a little cutesy, but then also have some depth to it, have some layers. So, I think that's important. Uh, and then you get sucked in. Listen, I'll say it right now. Joe Biden had an island on Animal Crossing. What? Now, I'm sure really? Joe Biden, yeah, pre-election, uh, he had a little Joe Biden island camp to, to hype people up. There's no fucking way Joe ever was there. But I just want to say, like, <laughs> if Joe could even, like, say it or fathom that there was an Animal Crossing island. Do you think he knows anyone, that Animal Crossing exists? Anyone can <laughs> play Animal Crossing. Cut the malarkey, Jack. You mean I got a whole island? <laughs> he actually made a dog face pony character so it was perfect for him listen here fat (laughs) and all the little kids love touching his his hair (laughs) his little hairy leg okay speaking of elderly wives uh my (laughs) wife not elderly not elderly she listens to the podcast not yet right she will one day be elderly uh she's playing animal crossing because you you so kindly gifted the game to us paul very true. After you so kindly gifted gas station simulator to me, I thought I would repay <laughs> yeah. the favor with an actual <laughs> good game. Mike, what would you recommend to the geriatric community? <laughs> Not in a video game, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, I, I, I was thinking about this question. I was really confused by the elderly yet active. What does that mean? Like elderly, but not in <laughs> not hospice? Not like, like in cognitive I, decline. They could play Wii Sports is what he's trying to say. Right. Yeah. I was like, are, are they are they trying to work out with this this video game? I'm very confused. <laughs> what games would you recommend to dementia riddled patients? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well, that's easy. That's like uh, bring games. Or like what <laughs> remains of Edith Finch. Oh. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> I mean, that game is, oh. is, uh, is a trip. It's a trip and or, a half. Or Firewatch. No, I'm, gonna, I'm going to take uh, Paul's answer of Animal Crossing and uh, shit all over it with um, Cult of the Lamb because I literally said in my review, it is the perfect game, number one top pick for anyone who is new to video games because it gives you a light version of three different types of games. And unlike Animal Crossing, it's an actual game. So there's that. Whoa. But being an actual game, I feel like might alienate some people. Why? You'll get more people if it's like dog simple. Do to you, play the uh, game. Well, do you want them to play a video game or do you want them to play not a video game? I want to win the question, <laughs> Mike. I want okay. the most people to play my game. So the way that I see it, 
I'm definitely not recommending a first-person game that includes Skyrim. <laughs> I'm not recommending that simply because of the the axes. Anything with twin with stick camera much. controls, yeah. yeah. So Especially first-person with a controller, yeah. Probably some easy traditional side-scrolling platformers. That's probably what I'm going with. Like, not necessarily like an old Mario game, but something maybe more modern like that. But honestly. Maybe something like Flight Sim or like Euro Truck Sim, depending on the person that I'm recommending this to. Maybe some other simulation game for something that interests them as long as it's playable in a third person view. I could see them like meet them at their interests. You know what I mean? Like old people like random shit. So like (laughs) he might like woodworking or she might like i'm i don't know i'm sure there's like a knitting this is the simulator most of, this is the most offensive <laughs> segment we've had for sure and yeah, like what are you <laughs> it's okay it's okay our our demographics tell us we don't have elderly you listeners, know when so no listening. one will ever hear this <laughs> they can't hear anyway so oh no all right let's move on to cash or trash in cash or trash we take a look at major upcoming releases for the next two months i'll name the releases and then the panelists say whether it's their cash or their trash. Each panelist can only choose two caches and the rest, well, they got to be thrown in the garbage. First game, and I included this because one, I thought it was funny, and two, I thought <laughs> it was potentially a mic game. But September 1st, we have Ooblets. I'm trashing it. I mean, I'm, I'm trashing it. <laughs> <laughs> the anticipation. I Surely I'm going to cash it. No, trash. I'm, I'm trashing it. I don't know why this was put on this list. All right, September game. 2. September 2, The Last of Us Part 1. Mike, what are you doing? Absolutely putting it in the dumpster along with the previous iterations. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Uh, that's a big old trash for me. I just I tried to play Last of Us Part the original, uh, and I couldn't get past the first hour and a half, so mm. no. Wow. A lot of wrong opinions on this forum. Mm-hmm. Into the garbage, much like the second game. Listen, let's not kid ourselves here. I love this game. I'm going to buy it again. I'm going to buy it at full price. I'm going to buy it. This is going to be the highest that Last of Us has ever cost. The most money, $70, (laughs) because it's a PS5 game. I'm going to love it again for the third time. Actually, the second time. I never played the original. I played Remastered. I'm going to love it. I'm cashing it. I'm cashing The Last of Us Part 1. I wouldn't buy this game if I was even employed. Like <laughs> September 6th, we have Temtem. I'm trashing it, although I am curious about it. I'm, I've been curious about it since it was first released on, in early access, but I, I'm trashing it. What are you doing here, Paul? I don't know. Like, I just, if this were any other list, I might say I'd instant say trash, but there's like very little I'm interested in on the list already. So it's like, eh. um, but ultimately I think I'm still going to just, I think I'm going to throw it in the trash. I'm just not interested. Like, I mean, that's not true, but I mean, I'll probably wait to buy it later down the line. I can't imagine. I haven't bought it in early access. I'm not going to buy it now. Yeah. We're, uh, we're putting it, we're putting it in the old dumpster. <laughs> I'm really glad that you said that Paul, because I was feeling the same way. I was like, I don't want anything on this list. Um, yeah. So the thing is, Temtem, I literally already have it. So trash. Right. Oh, well, that, that's fair. <laughs> September 8th, we have Steel Rising. New Souls-like game. 
because of that, I'm trashing it. If I'm going to play a Souls like, I'm going to play Elden Ring. Uh, no, trash. Uh, don't care. I'm shocked by that. Uh, we're going in the trash. Trash because it looks like trash. Yeah, pretty wow. much. Wow. All right. It doesn't look good. <laughs> Does it look better than Thymesia or, or worse? No, I thought Thymesia looked better. I tend to agree. Looking back. All right. September 9th. We have Splatoon 3, the game that we have all been waiting for here at the Goodnight Groups. <laughs> waiting to throw it in the trash, that is. I'm throwing it in the trash. Uh, splat uh, just landed on a banana peel as it went and sailed its way into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, put it in the garbage. I'd have to be held at gunpoint to get this game. Wow. Oh, like, a, like, a, like a squid ink gun? Uh, sure, I guess. Is that what they're calling it these days? So Splatoon 3, is it a squid now or is it a kid now? <laughs> is that the subtext? No, it's it's a trash can now because it's garbage. <laughs> it's a squid type game. <laughs> the squids are kids. They turn into squids and they turn into kids. Which came first, the squid or the kid? <laughs> the kid because this takes place in post-apocalyptic uh, Oh, Earth. true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. September 17th, we're jumping ahead here, Return to Monkey Island. I've said this before, I appreciate that the Monkey Island genre gave us the inspiration, not genre, but franchise, <laughs> the entire Matt is genre. Holding, Matt's holding a trash can as he says this. Listen, I appreciate that they inspired Sea of Thieves and their aesthetic, but I'm trashing this game. I, I just have never liked point and clicks, and I'm not going to start now. Josh, what are you thinking? Into the garbage bin it goes. Uh, just not for me. I, I never played it. I think if I played it, maybe I would have liked it as a kid, but no. Nah. Uh, I played it as a child, so I guess I'll cash it, but I'll probably not buy it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a reluctant cash. Pity cash. Yeah. Out of everything on this list, it's the only thing that I, I would probably like. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah. September 20th, we have a Devil May Cry-like or Bayonetta-like Solstice. I'm trashing it. I just don't, I've never really been into the, the DMC type games. I think if, if I played like a Western themed one, I don't mean like Cowboys, but I mean like, you know, like Western fantasy themed one, I might be into it. But all of these types of games that I can think of have all been sort of, they've been Japanese games and it's just, just hasn't been my thing, but, uh, I'm trashing it. Josh, what about you? Yep, I'm kind of in the same vein. I like the like style and combat. It's just never enough to convince me to want to like get it and stick with it. So, trash. Yeah, I love the big melee weapon combat stuff from Devil May Cry and games like this. But uh, like you said, I just that JRPG, that whole kind of the the cringy dialogue and the big numbers and the really fancy outfits and hairstyles just does not do it for me. Yeah, no trash. <laughs> September 22nd, we have Serial Cleaners. Trash. Looks interesting, but trash. What even is this? What's this game? Yeah, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Janitor Simulator? <laughs> I thought I knew what the games on this list were, but this one really... Everyone's uh, looking up Serial. Oh, I, I do remember this. See, this This is... Sometimes I add games on the list because I think they're potential, not necessarily guaranteed, but potential picks for some people on the panel here and so this is left on here because it's a potential mic pick oh okay i'm going with a trasheroni but it does look neat yeah like the uh art style and everything but yeah trash for me i will probably play the shit out of this game i don't know <laughs> that this is a cash pick but like 
What? Yeah, when I saw this, I was like, yeah, this is cool. It sounds like you have to catch it. Do I have to, though? If you're going to buy the shit out of it. Yeah, I'll switch out Monkey Island for it, because I, I would definitely play this game. All right. See, I know my panel. I know my panel here. I know you my You included Ooblets. <laughs> Get out of here. September 27th, we have Ooblets 2. No, it's, <laughs> it's grounded. We have grounded. Great. Uh, don't play it for free now. Won't play it for free then. Trash. Jesus. Love your uh, rare. Or wait, this is fucking. This is even rare. It does seem like a rare game though, doesn't it? Kind of does. Kinda. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, yeah, I love you, Obsidian. Sure. Uh, into the garbage bin it goes. I just wish there weren't so many bugs in the game. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're fired. Oh wow! I was gonna make. A, I was. <laughs> I was just thinking. That wasn't of making... a joke. I don't give a shit to see giant ants. I was thinking yeah. of making a "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" joke, and then I, Mike, Mike was way better. Have you seen how they do their like arachnophobia mode? It's really funny. They they turn yeah. they just like take away all the textures essentially. Oh, yeah. from... It becomes a it becomes a circle. Well, yeah, it be- it's like a, it's just a hitbox is what it becomes. It's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. I, I mean, I prefer how satisfactory does it because it's still fucking scary as shit <laughs> they changed the spiders to flat jpegs of cats oh i love that's that funny. that's a good one it's terrifying but it, it scares the ever-living shit out of me when it just yeah. like pops up on the screen it becomes a jump scare i was gonna say it's like spooky's jump scare mansion or there's just all those like fucking jpegs flying at me yep yeah i'm i'm trashing this although i, I might play it eventually again uh i've played it before just really not my type of survival game didn't but again it was early access so so who knows september 27th as well we have the fridge is red paul let's go to you first i played the demo i thought it was really cool uh and pretty scary i like that ps1 make kind of look they got going on um but it was so buggy that it multiple times just started itself over or i got to a door that just disappeared and then it definitely wasn't part of the game and i had to restart the entire demo uh i know that's just a demo but I feel like that's just kind of the vibe for the game. And they're like, hey, it's spooky and it's like d So it's okay that it's buggy. Uh, so probably trash for me on that one. But, you know, I, I might play it at some point uh, when it's like two bucks on Steam. I will say don't completely judge it from the demo. And I only say that from recent experience with Hell Pie, where I hated yeah. the demo, loved the game. But that was more of like a level choice thing, wasn't it? More so than like it being uh, like buggy. Level choice, but also control of the character and yeah, stuff. So enough. there was more to it. Josh, what are you doing? Uh, we're trashing it. We're trashing it, Mike. Uh, I'll play it at some point, um, but yeah, trash for now. Yeah, I'm trashing it as well. I think it's a really cool concept, but I, I don't think I'll buy it. I don't play a lot of scary games. So, Honorable mention for myself here on September 27th, Tunic is coming to PS5. It's not the official launch of the game. It already came out, so we're not making it an actual game here, but Honorable mention because I'll be playing it on PS5. October 4th, we have Overwatch 2. I'm trashing it, but I'll probably play it. I mean, it's going to be free to play, and I liked the first Overwatch, so I'm probably going to play it. So I'm trashing it, but I will play it. Mike, what are you thinking? Uh, Overwatch 2, um, uh, trash. Josh? I done came for the balls, baby. I'm cashing it. Hey. Uh, I mean, it's just a first-person shooter. That I mean, it's literally just the same one. I'm just going to get to chase like maybe new stats. And maybe it'll be be slightly different. I'm probably not gonna buy it outright, 
but I cash it as in I'm going to play the shit out of it as free to play. Um, and I'll probably spend money on skins here or there. I, I just, I'm hoping it'll kind of revive and get me back into the game a little more than I am just with, when me and Faye play off and on. But we'll, we'll just have to see. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but also terrified at the same time because it's Activision Blizzard. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm coming in very same answer to Josh, really. Um, the whole, the ball balls part included. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, uh, I'm cashing it in the same way that I'm gonna play free to play. Uh, I don't give a shit about the story or anything like that, but I'm definitely gonna play free to play multiplayer like crazy. I loved Overwatch, as I know Mike and Josh both did uh, initially at launch, but I still, like Josh, think that even just it being like new stats and new people and a new game, I think there's gonna be this like, re-energized feeling to it even if it only lasts a few months or, or something like that until people kind of fall off or it becomes toxic or whatever i'm here for that launch because i think it's going to be a ton of fun uh and i'm probably going to buy some skins and shit like that if it's good yeah i'm uh i'm trashing it but i'll play it october 7th we have nickelodeon kart racers 3 slime speedway matt can i have a second just to say you're sorry. You said you're gonna play it, but you're gonna trash it. I don't understand. Yeah. Sir, how does that work? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what are we thinking here for Nickelodeon Kart Racers Three Slime Speedway? Fuck ball? no. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Why would anyone cash this? What? How are there more than one? First okay, off, okay, why isn't there just one? It. Why isn't there just one that they add DLC to? And they why do they need to call it a new game? It's like a. It's probably a live service, right? I don't even know. Slime Speedway is a shit ass name. Well, that's what I'm concerned about. the The game title has slime. Does that implies that there's like one track in the game? No, there's a there's ten new tracks. They're all slime based. Can we move on? Hey, look, Please. you got me fucked up thinking I'm not gonna be Reptar driving a Krabby yeah. Patty down Bikini yeah. Bottom Lane. <laughs> it's a slime. It's a slime based. Uh, it's a slime type game. October thirteenth, we have the Last Ori Crew. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now. You may not have heard of this game before, but I included it on the list because as I go through the upcoming game releases, I, I'm typically picking games that we know of, but I'm also adding ones in there that as I Google them look interesting. This one looks interesting, and this is from an up-and-coming publisher who has published, they published Outward. They're going to be publishing the System Shock remake. They published Kingdom Come Deliverance. I think that, this could be kind of a sleeper hit here, like a, a cult sleeper hit. A Choices Matter action RPG looks a little bit like, um, not quite like Skyrim, but like an up-res Skyrim, like that uh, Forbidden City standalone, kind of oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It, and there's like sci-fi aspects to this game. It's interesting. I'm trashing it, but I'm keeping my eye on it. <laughs> yeah. We're, I like how you put it on the <laughs> I like how you put it on the list knowing that we're all going to fucking trash it, Look, but you just wanted, wanted to mention to it. it. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to spread awareness of this game. This is my favorite game. I'm really excited for it, but uh, I'm going to trash it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And, and the meme was born. I, I'm really. Know, I'm going to play the shit out of Overwatch 2, but I'm gonna, first thing I'm going to throw it in the fucking trash, <laughs> and I'm going to dive in after it. I'm recycling it. I'm recycling it is what I'm doing. I mean, this looks neat and interesting, but the combat also looks slower than Monster Hunter, which is an incredible feat they've uh, managed to pull off, so trash. You're a patient guy, though, right, Josh? Y yeah, famously patient. <laughs> yeah, I'm trashing it as well. I mean, it looks interesting, uh, but yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, this looks interesting until I got to the combat and it became a PowerPoint presentation. Um, so I'm trashing this. All right, October 14th, we have <laughs> Dragon Ball The Breakers, which is a asymmetric multiplayer game. Uh, really weird kind of out of the blue <laughs> game. I'm trashing it, but I'm curious. I'm going to watch some streams of it probably just to see what the hell is going on. Uh, I'm cashing it. Whoa. I'm not surprised. This is so fucking weird. It, it's not just that it's a Dragon Ball game. It's that it's a Dragon Ball asymmetrical <laughs> RP, uh, PvP game. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't, I haven't seen the newest stuff, but the original stuff I saw was like, Cell is like starting out as like a little bug, and then he like builds up and gets stronger as he kills people, and he like sucks you up, and that that is such a unique interest it's like one of those things where it's like you have all this weird ip why don't you do something with it and it's like they just took a random scare like the scariest thing that ever happened in dragon ball which is like original first form cell like sucking up everyone's soul in a city and made it an asymmetrical pvp game yeah hell yeah i'm giving them some support for that that is weird as fuck you know i uh i like how it looks unfortunately you already know this ain't the game for me so it's going in the trash but it looks it looks kind of cute Goku looks a little wacky and wavy, but you know, other than that, it looks kind of cute. I, I think, I think with Josh, we could probably just skip him for the next I don't know, eight <laughs> games. I think we all know, we know where the he's, we, we, we know, know where, where the cash is. <laughs> Bayonetta three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's neat. Um, if I watched any Dragon Ball or had any nostalgia for it, maybe I'd play it, but unfortunately, I don't. So. I will maybe watch streams of it, but that's about it. October 18th, we have A Plague Tale Requiem. I've been meaning to play the first game for like two years now. I really need to get to it before this one comes out. But until then, I can't cash it because I just really don't actually know firsthand. So I'm trashing it. But it looks like a great game. I mean, yeah, um, it looks like a really good game and it looks like a great, not only like story wise, but just it's one of those things where you see it like a developer get a bigger budget and like clearly shoot for something more like triple A after doing like a double A game sort of or like bridging that gap. Yeah. Uh, and it's always cool to see that and see them do something that's still faithful, but like really clearly has used the money and the resources to do something that's like just an evolution of what they did. So awesome stuff. Uh, that said, I'm throwing in the fucking garbage because uh, I won't play it. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate what they're doing. Mm, mm. Gotta, gotta bring them up and then bring them back down to earth. I respect mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also going like the in play. the garbage. Um, but I will say the uh, the trailer for that game got me interested enough to maybe play the first one. So mm -hmm, well same. done. Trash anyways, though. Um, well, firstly, I want to point out that it's spelled a place tale requiem in the show I, notes. Yeah. You know what? That's embarrassing. Autocorrect. Autocorrect. But plague is a is a real word. I know. It's I misspelled and then it autocorrected to place. Listen, I already fixed it in my own personal show notes. Oh. Well, thanks for fixing it in my personal show notes, God. And then secondly, <laughs> Just I Just call him wanna, God? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I want to note that I feel like since episode one, Matt has been saying that he needs to play a plague tale. Yes, that's probably true. <laughs> I was going to bring that up because that's been coming up since uh, we first started doing replay, actually. And, and we are on episode 62. So um... <laughs> one a week. So <laughs> I did say I've been meaning to play the game for like two years. So jokes on jokes on you. OK, jokes on them because I didn't end up having to buy the game. It came free to PlayStation. Still and haven't did you played play it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Matt, are you gonna, or Mike, are you going to buy the uh, sequel? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. October 18th as well. Another spooky game. We have Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. This is another asymmetric PvP game. Actually looks kind of cool, but I'm I'm skeptical, but it, it, it looks kind of cool, but I'm trashing it. I'm done with asymmetrical PvP games. We have <laughs> we have Dead by Daylight. Like everyone else is just fucking copying the trend, except Dragon Ball. Except Dragon Ball. So they get a pass. But everyone else, stop making your spooky things into asymmetrical PvP games. I want more stuff like Dragon Ball. Where's the Mickey Mouse asymmetrical PvP where everyone's hiding from Pete? Give me that game. Give us symmetrical PvP. It's it's eight <laughs> Jasons against eight summer campers. It's it's eight Michael Myers against eight. Uh, what's the, what's the actress? What what was Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah, that's not symmetrical though. Yeah, it's eight. Ver- <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> eight eight versus eight. Like it'd be like four Michaels versus twelve, <laughs> eleven Jamie Lee Curtises. I think that's about <laughs> symmetrical. She wins though. It's one v one, and she wins. No, she has a lot of help. She has a lot of help. She has Doctor Loomis. And she doesn't win. And she Dr. never quite makes it out. Doctor Loomis is a piece of shit who's completely useless. And in the original movie canon, he ends up killing her. So, what are we doing for this game? Oh, this Ghostbusters. I, I, I mean, I trashed it. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> Mike. I found out about this game Monday. I think I found out about it today. Cool. I think it looks really, really cool. I really like Ghostbusters. That being said, I don't know that I will play it right away just because I am skeptical that it will be good, but it looks really cool. So you don't want to play it because you're skeptical that it might be too good? (laughs) No, that it might be actual garbage. Oh, who are you going to call? Waste management. All right. October 20th. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. That. October 20th, we have Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Really weird. I even double checked this in the title. It's not, there's not like a colon. It's not Mario plus Rabbids colon Sparks of Hope. It's just Mario, a plus sign Rabbids and Sparks of Hope. I'm trashing it. I'm not going to play this game. I don't like these kind of games. I I don't want it. Uh, No, I I, I don't want this. I'm going to, I'm going to take those little rabbits by their little ears and throw them in the trash. And when they try to get out, I'm going to put coffee grounds in their heads. It's going to make it really stinky in there. That sounds like a more fun game. No. Yeah. So it's Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope because the first one was called Kingdom Battle. And clearly the colon is inferred. It's, implied. By it's an implied, <laughs> implied colon <laughs> because they're in different fonts and colors. Uh, but that's, oh. that's all right. Oh, that's my doctor right. told me I had an implied colon, actually. <laughs> you should probably get that checked out. I did. <laughs> I did by the doctor. I have eight weeks. You should get a second opinion. <laughs> I bought the first one. And let, let me let me just preface. I liked it. However, it was like baby's first XCOM. Right. And the fact that like even on the hardest difficulty, it was not challenging. So I don't think I'm going to buy this one. But it was fun. All right, October 20th as well. A big competitor to Mario plus Rabbids. We have Second Extinction. <laughs> Josh, what are you doing with this one? What am I doing with this one? I, you He's take looking a, it up. You take a wild guess. Looking it up won't really change a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> We're past dinosaurs. Get them out of here. Trash. Whoa. What's this like, Turok? Like they had a Turok game that was called Something Extinction. I don't think we're past dinosaurs. I resent that. 
remarks. We are super past dinosaurs. They made a T-Rex and just gave it extra teeth and said, this is the X-Rex, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. The, what is that, the I-Rex from Jurassic Oh, Park? yeah, the I-Rex, yeah. yeah. The Indominus oh God, Rex. That, that actually happened. Oh, God, yeah. I was just goofing. Yeah. No, that happened. Yeah, I'm trashing it. Paul, what are you doing? Uh, definitely, definitely trashing it. All right, October 21st, we have Gotham I, Can Knights. I say really quick? I just sure. want to say to you, I want a good dinosaur game. I, yeah, I'm open. Me too. I'm open to it. This just looks like shit. You know what it is? Dinosaurs need to go away for like three or four years and then come back into a new renaissance of dinosaur games because right now it's like everyone's pumping out shit. They're always janky. Make a non-janky yeah. fucking dinosaur game that's like just good. Like Jurassic Park shot itself in the foot. <laughs> the last movie was trash. Let's just put dinosaurs in the bin for like three years. Let people forget how trash the latest games have been. And then we can come back to them. I've been saying that about zombies for like 15 years and they're yeah. still going. Yes, exactly. And are they good games? No. People buy them. People buy them. Yeah, and people like you buy Second Instinction. What's your point? <laughs> I'm not buying this. He I'm trashed it. it. Which for Matt doesn't mean a whole lot. He might people still buy like it. You. Matt's going to buy the DLC. Matt bought the season pass, but he's trashing it. Yeah, I'm trashing it. Uh, one thing I do want to note, this is not on the list because it still doesn't have a date, and I don't buy that it's coming out in October, even though they're still saying October. It's not up to you. Sons of the Forest. I don't think it's happening. It's not, so it's not on this list because they don't have a date. But they stay October. It's it's almost September this week. If it were on the list, I would have cashed it, but it's not, so I'm not. I agree. All right. October 21st, Gotham Knights. Listen, I'm trashing it. I don't... I, we, I've, I've, I've talked about this all the time. I don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm trashing this game. Yeah. I'm not going to defend it anymore. Uh, I've been defending it, saying it might be fun. Uh, I'll never play this. Trash. Yeah, superhero burnout is real in it. Uh, goes to video games too. You shut Trash. your mouth. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as superhero burnout. It's just a bad game. You little, you little sneak. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> you little worm. Josh is burnt out on on superheroes, which means the world is burnt out on superheroes. That's exactly what it is. Josh Thank is you. our Josh is our bellwether <laughs> to know what to know what normal people are interested in right now. Did you just call me a normie? <laughs> yeah, you're the, you're the average. You're the average. The most average gentleman of He's us. He's really into you're the most connected to the world. And Bro, that's what makes my cash on this list even worse. I know. <laughs> Mike, what are you doing? Uh, this game hired some voice actress for Harley Quinn that probably shouldn't have been hired for her. Yeah. No offense to her, but what the fuck? Uh, no, trash. <laughs> I, remember we, I remember we were watching it during Gamescom, and Mike's like, oh, that's a different character. I don't think that's Harley Quinn. I was like, I'm pretty sure it is supposed to be Harley Quinn. That's bad. All right. Also, also October, the month. That comes after the next one. October 21st, New Tales from the Borderlands. I'm trashing it. I mean, I've never been a Borderlands guy. I've never been a Telltale guy, so I'm trashing it as well. Yep, same. Double whammy. Borderlands, Telltale. Fuck mm -hmm. no. Mm -hmm. I've been both. I'm still trashing it. But are you, ho are you hopeful, Mike? I feel like that's something you're going to pick up later down the line, maybe. No, I didn't play the first Tales from oh, okay. Borderlands. I didn't care to play. You'll be uh, completely lost otherwise. I don't care to play a uh, Telltale Borderlands game. Yeah, I, I am curious how this one shakes out because 
it's being developed by Gearbox, like in-house, but I assume they're just copying the format. So I don't know. It's weird. All right. Next game we have is October 21st, the really weird, gruesome, gory, super uncomfortable, disturbing game, Scorn. I'm trashing it because it creeps me out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of with you there. I don't like the aesthetic of this game. And I just... Uh, uh, bad touch. Trash. <laughs> I really appreciate the aesthetic of this game. Uh, I definitely... Matt, you and I both know someone who would get off on this for sure. Um, <laughs> and, and, and in that sense, I definitely like always appreciate this really creepy, fucked up aesthetic like this. I think there's something to making a good, competent game that's this creepy. Uh, that being said... Uh, I'll never fucking play something like this. I'd shit my pants. Not out of terror, out of pure discomfort. It's gross. No, trash. October 28th, we have Bayonetta 3. I think I know where we're all going with this, but I'm trashing it, and I'm going to ask anyway. Yeah, garbage. I think it's supposed to be good, um, but I I don't play the games. More trash. I, I... Who the fuck cares, Matt? Move on. All right, October 28th, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Josh, let's hear it. All right, yeah, it's cash, duh. Uh, it's pretty much always a cash. It's the only time I wasn't going to be with Vanguard last year. Literally, if this game existed in 2008 onward, this would be a cash in every single list it comes up in. I'm a simp for the game. It is what it is, even if it's shit sometimes. That's just how it is. That's my spiel, cash. I'll go now as well because I'm also cashing it. The last iteration got me back into Call of Duty. I love the first Modern Warfare, and by first Modern Warfare, I mean the third Modern Warfare. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to play this next Not one. Not to be confused with the third Modern Warfare. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really excited about this game, and, and, and I'm excited to see what it does with multiplayer and what it does with Warzone as well because we're hearing about Warzone 2 being fairly different from the current iteration of Warzone. So I'm very curious about it and I'm cashing it and I'm going to have a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, I, I would say uh, I'm here's the thing. So if you'd asked me this question a couple months ago, I might have had a cash answer. And if you'd asked me a few months before that or any other time in my life, I would have said trash. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing for me with the Call of Duty and I'm talking too long about such a simple answer, but I will say really quick. I never bought a Call of Duty game, but I played the shit out of it for friends who had played it. We'd play, you know, at their house and we'd just kind of do some local and we go online and play duos. A lot of fun. I had some good times with that. And I did also, I did recently buy Modern Warfare um, recently to play with you, Matt, and also Josh. Um, and I was really, really hyped and I thought, man, I'm really excited. I was going to wait for Modern Warfare 2, but I think, I'm, I think there's enough people playing Modern Warfare to play it. We got in, we had a blast and a half and I never picked it up again. Uh, so I'm pretty sure this is a trash for me, but I'm sure when it's half off in a year, I, I'll pick it up. I don't know if I'm going to pick this up trash. All right. I'm going to mention the next game, but we're not going to go through it because we all know it's trash because we've already, already given our, our caches October 28th, resident evil reverse. None of us are going to play that game. So we're all trashing it. All right, let's move on to a special I only shout. gave one cash. All right, Mike, tell us why you're cashing <laughs> Resident Evil Reverse. Because I, I'm probably going to play it. <laughs> I've been it. looking forward to it for a while. I keep checking to see when it's coming out. I don't know. I like Resident Evil, so I'm going to fucking play it. And also, this list sucked. You know what? I barely included Resident Evil Reverse on this list. You're lucky I did. 
You're lucky I did. <laughs> you should be thanking me right now. Could have been Ooblets. No, you picked Ooblets for me. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you're going to play Ooblets and you're going to like it. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a special shout out. Each panelist is going to give a special shout out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why this lucky someone is getting this attention. I'll go first. A special shout out to Todd Howard, also known as gaming's sweet little liar. I had my bite bits come out over the weekend on him. So go check. Matt, I'm so sorry. What did the doctor say? (laughs) Are they back in? Bite bits, my 60 second documentary about Todd Howard come out over the weekend. So check that out. Todd Howard. Very interesting character in the world of video games. Josh, your special shout out. We're giving it to old Arthas. Best villain to have ever graced the screen, at least in the world of MMOs. And uh, now we get to go fight as a big old dumbass again. It's going to be great. Very nice. Paul, your special shout out. Special shout out to Ghosts of Tsushima. If you hadn't been so fucking tantalizing and so mouthwateringly good and deep, and incredible. Matt might have played uh, Plague Tale uh, Innocence by now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you were. You were. That was the closest you've ever gotten. You were like, I'm downloading it. I'm gonna play it like tonight. Yeah. Or I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna finish playing more Ghost of Tsushima, and then it just like never happened. And I, yeah. I, I always think about that. And then the DLC. So close. For... I think about it when I'm showering right before bed. I think about it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the DLC for Ghost of Tsushima came out right as I finished the game. Yep. Bad timing for Plague Tale Innocence. Yeah, they lost a they lost a big uh, <laughs> proponent right there. I could have been glowing, giving them glowing reviews on the Game Groups podcast in the early days. Mike, your special shout out. You know, if Matt had played Plague Tale Innocence, I could have shouted out one of you know the many rats from Plague Tale, but <laughs> unfortunately he didn't. So we have to go to a different rodent, and you know that one's Sonic. So another shout out to Sonic. <laughs> Heyo, <laughs> Mike! Shout out your uh, your favorite Resident Evil character, <laughs> Claire. That's fair. That's fair. Claire Hedgehog, Claire Redfield. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly Resident Evil podcast from us, the Good Night Groups. If you really like the show, we encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com/slash Good Night Groups, where we currently have two different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Groups. The $3 plus tier is actually going to get you access to this show two days early, dude. So I highly recommend you go do that. Give us cash. Give us a three. Uh, give us a, some three buck ruse. Get the show two days early. Holy shit. It's amazing. But a special shout Matt, out. Matt, Matt, really yeah. quick. Sorry, 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 sorry. Thank I just you. wanted I to come. appreciate the break. Yeah, I just wanted to come in really quick and save you from that line. Um, but also just to say, I was just about to pre-order Ooblets, actually, insanely. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> there was a crazy discount because I said, please, holy shit, man. Like now we know Mike's not buying it. Um, we need to like get everyone on board that we can. Uh, so they offered it to me for $3. But you're telling me for the same value of ooblets i could get uh our patreon yeah i actually have a review copy that i'm sending to mike this evening expecting a review by tomorrow morning for ooblets shit dude that's fucking crazy well um honestly um it's ooblets so uh normally i'd pick the game but in this case i'll, I'll definitely uh, sign up for a patreon after this a special shout out to our honorary ooblets supporting us in the five dollar plus tier <laughs> that's andre d 
James B, and Jeremy R. A round of applause for them, please. The winter ooblet himself. Harley Quinn himself. <laughs> we also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, just give the review. Just give the five stars. I'm asking you to just give the five stars on Spotify. I was in the car the other day and we were driving and my friend was driving me and he was talking about how he listens to podcasts. And I was like, yeah, there's this podcast by the Goodnight Grooves. And he's like, you mean the Game Grooves podcast that's on my Spotify? I'm just like, oh, so you listen to it on Spotify. He's like, yeah. I'm like, why not leave a review? And he said, because my review would only say we need more Mike. I don't need... I don't even think you can leave text on the Spotify <laughs> reviews. You just give the five stars and you get out. There's nothing wrong with saying how much you want to hear and feel and see and taste Mike on the podcast. Well, um, yes, yes. Some of that might be some of that might be harassment. That's up to Mike to decide. Um, we'll put a disclaimer is. at the end of the episode. <laughs> no, that's harassment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. well, that's it. Um, I am going to gracefully, uh, this will be my last episode of the game Gruz podcast. Thank you everyone. <laughs> um, I'm going to gracefully cancel myself. Um, no, I, I did want to say really quick, Matt, that I did uh, make a statement last week, uh, saying that if people didn't give five star reviews and I caught them, yeah. uh, that Mike was fucking out of here, yeah, that he was true. gone. I, I'm st- honestly, I forgot to check. So we're going to push the deadline we'll extend to it. We're yeah. going to extend the deadline to next week, but I swear to God, if you little, if you little stinky little stinkers, if I catch you on the discord, you I, catch you anyway, I would say if I, if I were listening to this podcast, I wouldn't join the discord because then I might catch you in the act of not leaving a review. So don't, don't let me see you giving us Patreon money or ever going on our discord or interacting with us at all. Unless I see that five-star review with your fucking name on it, or I'm coming for Mike's this head getting violent. All right, make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com <laughs> for all of our content. We'll find this podcast, Fry Groups, game reviews, and more on the website. You're also going to find a link to the community Discord, which Paul just mentioned, where you can Beware. hang out with everyone, get the quickest updates, and chat with us, Paul especially, on a daily basis. Enter at your own Paul's risk. Paul's very active in the community Discord. He can't stop talking. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I post my breakfast every day. They've never once asked, where's Paul? <laughs> <laughs> that's true Paul they're not they're not asking for you they have one, t- one time before we get out of here guys do we have any last thoughts uh, laugh at the elderly that'll do it for us here today Ooblets thank you for joining me take care everyone <laughs>